Well, hey there, and welcome to the Praxis Daily Podcast. I'm Pastor Ed, and this devotional time is designed to create space for scripture, for meditation, and for prayer, all towards the application of God's word into our daily lives. Well, hey, today's Friday. It's June 3rd, and our scripture reading for today comes out of Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Some very special things happening in the church history here in this passage. And it reads this way. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And it divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. This is the day of Pentecost, and when this day of Pentecost arrived, the apostles were all still waiting together in obedience with Jesus' instruction. He said, wait and don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise. Now, the Spirit here arrives with a powerful wind that fills the entire house where they were, and tongues, these tongues of fire that it talks about, they appear and rests over each one of their, of their heads. And as the Spirit fills them and they begin to speak in languages that they don't even know. And these signs are serving God's purpose to indicate that he is doing something new. Now, there were people from all of these other lands that are listed here right in the passage. And they were here in Jerusalem visiting to celebrate the feast that was going on and here. And, and then they heard the apostles speaking in their various language and praising God. So here's what's going on there. They're here celebrating the feast. It's a feast called the Feast of Weeks. It's, or it's really seven weeks after uh, Passover. Uh, it comes from the Old Testament, the, the Feast of Weeks, also known as Shavuot, um, which points back to the, um, the first giving of the Torah from God to Moses. This is where the people originally they had just left Egypt, and it was about seven weeks after they had been freed from Egypt. They're at the base of Mount Sinai, and God appears to them in fire and in smoke and wind. Sound familiar? <laughs> and he appears to them, and he gives them the Torah, this covenant, uh, through Moses. So all of these Jews, they come and they celebrate this feast of Shavuot, remembering God's appearance to the people 
And so they're here from all these vast lands. Uh, they're in Jerusalem, their home country, to celebrate this feast and remember what God had done. Only this time, it was different. This time, uh, something had changed and something new was going on and it grabbed their attention. Why? Because even though they are Jews and many of them probably do speak some Hebrew, they are natives now of other nations. And so their language, they speak the languages from all these other places that they come from, Egypt and Mesopotamia and, and, and uh, Elam, all these different locations. That's their native tongue now. And so when they come to Jerusalem and they hear someone speaking in Egyptian, something's different. That grabs their attention. And not only are they speaking one language, the disciples are speaking all of these different languages. And re remember, too, this is more than just the 12 uh, selected disciples of Jesus. There's uh, all of these 120 individuals that were filled with the Spirit of God. They're speaking in these different languages um, from all of these nations all over the place. And people are confused and bewildered, saying, what is going on here? And this is an interesting thing because I think this is worth pointing out that these tongues that uh, the writer of Acts, which is Luke, the tongues that he's pointing about are, are this is a different kind of occurrence. There's some reference uh, throughout the New Testament to the use of tongues, speaking in other languages, foreign languages. And when it's talked about, uh, often Paul talks about it in Corinthians, he talks about it in Romans, and there's a couple different uses for it. And, and uh, one of those things found in the book of Romans, he talks about speaking in uh, tongues being uh, a prayer language. One of the ways that the, the Holy Spirit gifts us is giving us the ability to pray in tongues. It's really a personal prayer language, a way in which um, the Spirit is able to pray through us even when we don't know what is being prayed. And another form of these tongues are discussed a little bit in uh, the book of Corinthians where Paul is talking about even the proper use of tongues. Um, the way that it would happen is when they would gather, uh, someone would be filled with the Spirit and they would have the gift of tongues and they would share a word with those gathered among them. Only this word came not in, in their native tongue. It came in uh, another tongue, a language that they did not know, maybe a heavenly language. And so when they spoke in tongues inspired by the Holy Spirit, it required an interpretation from another party um, so that those in the gathering could understand what God was speaking to them. And so this is another form of, of tongues. And it said how really, like, if, if someone spoke in a tongue and there was no interpretation, then it wasn't to be considered from the Lord because it was not intelligible and, and the people who gathered could, get, could gain nothing intelligible from it. But neither of these things, the prayer language or the, or the, or the sharing in the gathering a, a word of tongues, this, that, neither of these things are what's happening at Pentecost. When it says that they were filled with tongues of these other nations, here they are, this is a very practical gift that they receive from the Holy Spirit. This is a very practical thing that they're doing. They are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ witnessing to what Jesus had done, the power of the cross, and they are doing so 
in the native tongue of these foreigners who are natives from these other lands that are visiting Jerusalem of, of uh, Israelite descent, and they're speaking the gospel to them in their native tongue. And so this gift of the Holy Spirit is a very practical thing. And I think this may be something for us to take into consideration when we um, take and glean from the Word of God and we know and we have learned that we too are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And when He comes upon us and when He empowers us to do things, oftentimes the things that He empowers us to do uh, are not these, not necessarily these extravagant, huge things, but they're very practical things, but they're practical things that we would otherwise not be able to do uh, were it not for the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. He gives us a boldness with which we can share the gospel with effectiveness, with impact to reach people where they're at. So today I would invite you uh, to come before the Holy Spirit and just just ask Him to fill you afresh and anew with a boldness and with, with the, the ability uh, to share the gospel of hope, the message of truth uh, with this world in a way that can reach them right where they're at. And then listen and watch and wait and see how He would lead and prompt you and what opportunities He would give. Let's take a minute to pray into this together today. Well, Jesus, I thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit and even for the warning of not to try to do anything in our own power, but just wait to receive what you promised us. Uh, and I thank you, Lord, that your word is true. And I thank you that it carries forth today, God. And uh, Holy Spirit, we do trust the, uh, the empowerment that comes from you. And that is what we ask for, that you would fill us afresh and anew with your power. Uh, we know that we are called out people, set apart and holy here to live as a royal priesthood, called out by the living God to be your ambassadors in this world. And that is so powerful, God. And we also recognize that this is something that we can only accomplish in your power. And so that is what we seek. And that is what we ask. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh and anew. And I pray that you would fill us with boldness, with strength, with the equipping, with everything that we need, knowing that each of us are, are given different gifts according to your grace. Even still, every single person given gifts by, your, by you, Holy Spirit. So may these gifts be used liberally. May we learn to share these uh, with extreme generosity and use them with ex excellence and skill to the glory of God and to the spreading of your gospel message to the advancement of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, family, have a great rest of your day. And remember to keep on loving anyway, any way that you're able, no matter the cost and regardless of what you get in return. The same way that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, does.